The date is June 20th, Thursday, and today I'm coming to you from La Serena, Chile. Today is the birthday of Charles W. Chestnut, African-American writer and activist. He was born in 1858, a few years before the start of the Civil War, to freeborn parents in Ohio. His parents were of mixed race, resulting in Chestnut's light complexion. The mystery surrounding who his grandfathers were would lead to Chestnut's lifelong fascination with miscegenation. Struggling to identify with certain racial groups would become a central theme of his work. Chestnut was a lawyer in addition to being a writer, since even back then, writing usually only paid very small bills. Being a professional lawyer was trying, but Chestnut was fortunate enough to carve out a niche for himself as a court stenographer, making a somewhat lucrative career out of the business. Chestnut, who said, The workings of the human heart are the profoundest mystery of the universe, wrote primarily short stories and novels. Most of his short stories were published by The Atlantic Monthly over a period of 20 years. The success of his short stories in magazines allowed him to publish several novels which did well critically. He was one of the first authors to discuss the hierarchy that was emerging among the formerly freed slaves and the newly freed slaves. His work allowed readers to better understand life post-slavery and to reach a more just, if not sympathetic, viewpoint. And today is the birthday of Sir Frederick Gowland Hopkins, English biochemist, one of the discoverers of vitamins. He showed an early predilection for reading and writing, but when his mother gave him a small microscope as a gift, he was quickly spending his childhood days collecting specimens from the nearby seashore to look at through his microscope. Hopkins did very well in school, but hadn't made up his mind on what he wanted to do long-term. He tried on a college chemistry course and ended up doing so well that he was offered an assistant job by toxicologist Thomas Stevenson. This was Hopkins' introduction to the effects of chemicals on the human body, and his work with Stevenson was used in a handful of legal cases. Intrigued by the cross-section between biology and chemistry, he went back to school and got a degree in medicine, so that at age 32, he was teaching physiology and toxicology at Guy's Hospital in London. But it still wasn't quite what he wanted. When he was offered a position at Cambridge to study the chemical aspects of physiology, he jumped at the change of pace. While at Cambridge, surrounded by fellow researchers, he helped to discover how lactic acid works in the body, as well as the amino acid tryptophan, which Americans generally associate with Thanksgiving Day turkey. But it wasn't until his 50s that he did the work that would earn him a joint Nobel Prize in 1929. Around 1911, Hopkins began a series of feeding experiments. He fed young rats a diet of pure proteins, fats, carbs, minerals, and water, thinking this would be the most efficient diet. However, he was proved massively incorrect. The rats instead were stunted in their growth and became sickly. This, he concluded, meant that there were other unidentified substances in whole foods that were essential for growth and survival. He called these accessory food factors. We know these now as vitamins. His work on vitamins indeed proved vital. Armed with the rudimentary knowledge of vitamins, food rationing was looked at with a new lens. During the food shortages of World War I, officials strove to make sure rations included foods that had some nutritional content, and food companies began enriching their products such as flour and margarine with vitamins. Today's poem is Playgrounds by Lawrence Alma Tadema. In summer I am very glad we children are so small, for we can see a thousand things that men can't see at all. They don't know much about the moss and the stones they pass. They never lie and play among the forests in the grass. 
They walk about a long way off, and when we're at the sea, let Father stoop as best he can, he can't find things like me. But when the snow is on the ground and all the puddles freeze, I wish that I were very tall, high above the trees. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Virginia Combs, wishing you a good morning, a better day, and a lovely evening.